support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Tech. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey guys, you like science? You like learning? We can't cover everything on this podcast, certainly not as in-depth as I'd like to all of the time. Well, here's an important topic you need to know about. Water. Do you have it? Are you drinking it? Where is it coming from? All sorts of important questions you need to know. There is now the new Waterline podcast which is an initiative of the israel new tech a part of the israeli ministry of economy and industry waterline podcast aims to bring the latest scientific advances in technological solutions while exploring economic models and identifying key players in the global effort to secure water sources create efficient water usage and make water safe for everyone I just checked out a really cool, interesting episode called Want Not, Waste Not, Wastewater. It's all about what happens to your wastewater. It's going to waste a lot of times, but does it need to? Absolutely not. What happens to all that discarded wastewater? Once treated, it has uh, economic and ecological value that can even drive nations' economies. It could even light up your house. How? Find out on that episode of the Waterline Podcast. Search Waterline Podcast on iTunes or in your Android podcast app. Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Here We Are podcast. Very special episode today. Zookeepers in the house today. Um, I I did a show a few nights ago, and I was talking, chit-chatting with some audience members afterwards, and these guys came up to me, told me they were zookeepers. And I was like, zookeepers? Will you talk to me? (laughs) And they agreed to talk to me. I don't know how I sucker such amazing guests into coming on this show. But here's the weird thing about this episode. This is, uh, we're we're having mystery guests on this episode (laughs) because their zoo has very strict policies about um, doing media and that sort of thing. So so we're, we're keeping this on the down low. We're not going to mention what zoo that I went to today. 
and got to go around and, and tour. We're not going to mention their names, so I'm going to give you... You can make up your own nicknames, oh. but I was thinking we'd, we'd uh, go, uh, you'll be Monkey. Monkey? Uh, you'll be <laughs> Elephant, and you'll be Lizard. You're a lizard person, right? That sounds good. Lizard <laughs> works. Is it, is it lizards that you work with? Oh, some or? of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, mostly uh, some of them. Okay, all right. We'll get into that. And um, and so, yeah, so monkey, elephant, lizard. Now I need to remember. Your, <laughs> the fake uh, yeah, that, that should be, yeah. Right. That, that'll be easy enough. We should um, have got a stickers to put on our head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Why didn't I think about head stickers? Before, awesome. oh my God, to the podcast. Well, for future references, you guys are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I always have my guests plug a charity usually i do it at the end of the podcast but i thought this time it would be fun to talk about it in the beginning because i think it will get us into some stuff because i just found out it uh, out about it from elephant today um when elephant went and uh when i was going around the zoo and elephant was explaining elephants to me thus earning her nickname <laughs> elephant um so what what's the podcast of the week Uh, Yeah, so 96 Elephants is a really awesome campaign. Um, It's worldwide. If you go to 96elephants.org, it has all of the general information. Um, But essentially, it's a a worldwide campaign that is to spread the awareness of the ivory trade. 96 Elephants represents the statistic that 96... They're trying to get more ivory trade and more of it out there. They're trying to promote... Oh, no, this is the opposite of that. Yeah, 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 a little bit. All right, all right, go on. Um, But so 96 elephants represents the statistic that every day in Africa, 96 elephants are dying just to the ivory trade alone. So that doesn't include natural deaths, and it doesn't include the young that are killed in the process of them trying to get the adults with the tusks. If that rate continues, we could have no more African elephants in as little as 30 to 40 years. Um, So 96 elephants is to spread the awareness of those rates. Um, Currently, the United States are actually number two on the list of biggest ivory consumers. China is number one, but the U.S. is right behind them. And that's most of is mostly just my listeners too, and I apologize. Awareness, knock it off, guys! Yes. Stop buying all that yes. ivory to it, wear. Around. It is not worth the necklaces. It's not worth the bracelets and the pretty knives. Um, is that so? That's what's being it's made with the, Yeah, that, it's all decorative. It's all decorative. So they're just cutting up the husks into li- and making little mm-hmm. shapes. Making into- little trinkets, like, decorating why do, guns, why do decorating want, like, knives. one big husk around Right. Someone, yeah, guess. no, it's it's to make jewelry. It's to make decorative items. If you want to um, advertise to people that you're a complete dick. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so what the other thing that it's doing is trying to ban all sales and trade of ivory. So current U.S. law states that it's against the law to buy or trade new ivory, but anything that might be considered antique ivory is fine. The problem with that is that there's no way of regulating that. So anybody can go and get a new tusk that was just poached 
a month ago and say this is an antique and oh, you have no <laughs> you have I've no way of proving yeah. exactly this thing exactly. covered in blood yes sad, yes. sad baby elephant um, blood so it basically states that any ivory that is currently owned, you can keep it. You can do anything you want with it. You just can't profit from it. So no trading, no sales. We want the profit of ivory being obtained to go away. Um, currently, I believe there are th either three or four states in the U.S. that have passed that ban. So we're just working on getting all the rest of the states. Mm. But it has to go state by state. That's amazing. It, I, uh, it, I've i never actually seen it, but it, it's like, because I don't want to see it because it sounds like the saddest thing in the entire world. But you always hear about the um, the footage of the elephant families mm -hmm. that like they, they absolutely, they, uh, you know, after poachers mm -hmm. come or whatever, they, they're trying to like track down their relatives right. or whatever. Are, any documentaries yeah. about that or anything that I can plug? There's in? a lot of information on the 96elephants.org okay. website. A lot of graphic, a lot of graphic photos that really show exactly what it is because yeah. these people are literally just cutting the faces off these elephants and, and leaving, leaving the rest. Yeah, that's all they take. So nothing else on these elephants is being utilized whatsoever. It's just their tusks, and they're leaving the rest. Mm. And they're also, in a lot of scenarios, the young will die from the poachers. But in other scenarios, the young will get away, but then they'll have nowhere to go. Right. So they will just slowly starve to death, or a predator will find them. But a lot of young are lost in the process as well. And... Elephants have a gestation period of 22 months, so it's really hard for them to reproduce at a fast enough rate to make up for those 96 elephants dying every day. Right. 22 months is so long. <laughs> 22 months. Things. Of, it's yep. like, ah, oh, the one thing I forget is my birth control. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm an elephant. I'm yeah. supposed to they're, remember everything. Right? They're about 300 pounds when they're born, so it takes a while wow. for that to happen. <laughs> That is a fat baby. I saw the I, I saw the smallest thing. Um, most well, it's not the smallest, but hey, here I like uh, uh, I like large animals. People, I'm sure, uh, are yeah. into the large animals. But then I also like things that are supposed to be large that are small. I saw a thing today that I don't even know. I never. I didn't know it was a. Uh, I didn't know it was a. Um, Thing. Oh, hold on one, one second. It was like a little deer thing. Dick dick? Yeah, I've yep. wanted to to like steal it and mm -hmm. and and, and take it home with me. I've been tempted many times. Yeah, you could put it in. Yeah, you just put it in your pocket. They're, they're a lot of fun to work with. It spends fun. its whole life terrified of everything. Yes, because it's, everything's bigger oh, than I him. Know. I know. Well, I had my little scooter. I was going around today, <laughs> and then sometimes I make a wrong turn, and I got to do the mm. reverse. Uh -huh. Beep beep. Which I, I don't. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, um, 
you always before you're injured, you're always like, it'd be fun to ride around on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it, it loses its novelty in a hurry. Right. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll never understand why the reverse beef is so loud. <laughs> it's just a liability thing. So I, I, I was scaring this poor, uh, what's it called? A dick dick. A dick dick, which looks like a chihuahua with like little horns out of it. It's always shaking. Yeah. If it was the more beige one, it was yeah, a dick dick. Eyes just terrified. If it was, if it was the darker gray one, it was the diker. They're both oh, yeah, really small species of antelope. Yeah, it's these antelopes that like mm-hmm. there there's a little a little dog kennel, like yep. not even a yeah. large yep. dog kennel, yeah. a little dog mm-hmm. kennel that they had yep. for its shelter. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like because it's like 15 Security. inches tall or something exactly. like that. Oh, it made my day um, <laughs> because. Uh, it, I'm like, oh, no, now I'm so against poaching, but I need to steal this weird right? little thing. <laughs> um, uh, it, you know, what was uh, uh, interesting when I heard you talking with um, with some people today was uh, uh, the, the idea of um, the Asian elephants, um, uh, their, their tusks are, are kind of, uh, their evolution of their tusks are being shaped by human intervention. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that? I found that fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for African elephants, both males and females always have those nice long tusks. Um, For Asian elephants, there's more variety. Um, Only the males may or may not have those. The most females and Way some males. Way to live males. up to the stereotype, Asian. Nicely done. Um, but so males may or may not have the n- nice long tusks. Female, a lot of females and some males will have tiny tusks called touches that are about six inches long, and you only see the very tips of them sticking out if they open their mouth. And lift their trunk. Um, both genders can either can also have neither. Um, and what recent research has shown is that, as of the past ten years or so, the number of male Asian elephants with those full tusks has been decreasing dramatically. It's all based on genetics, on whether or not they have those. So more male Asian elephants that have the tusks are dying for the ivory trade. Therefore. Evolution is saying, okay. If you're less so, attractive to right. a poacher, you're you will, you going will, to you are more likely your... to survive and reproduce. Yeah, inclusive mm-hmm. fitness. That's awesome. Um, because I, I, I always thought about that. With I'm from Wisconsin originally, and big deer hunting um, mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, you know everyone's always after the biggest <laughs> buck with the biggest rack. It's like. Mm-hmm. Guys, you're not going to set any records because right. you're weeding all of that out of, of course, sometimes hunters aren't not, again, I'm all about, I'm just stereotyping like crazy all of a sudden on this right. podcast. Hunter, <laughs> hunters might not have a full understanding of evolution. Yeah, I think it's pretty there. safe to say they didn't go through a lot of uh, genetics classes, you know. <laughs> and um, monkey, you actually don't work. Um, I don't anymore. anymore. But what was your uh, what's your background? Oh, I was with small mammals. Uh, before that, I worked with lizard over at reptiles. So I've done a little bit of everything. <laughs> I love these nicknames. Right? <laughs> it's fun to Are say. you guys gonna go by them for the rest of your life? So oh yeah, I at might. this point, yeah. yeah. So I am actually growing pretty fond of it. <laughs> right? Uh, yes, I worked with uh, small mammals, which also included hippos for some reason. 
So I did, did a lot of uh, various different things. And I also worked on a game ranch as well for a brief period of time, which oh. was exotic hoofstock, stock. But it was mostly filling feeders, nothing too fascinating there. Um, Where was that? In, in Texas? Yep. That was uh, just outside of Ozona. What, which Was is, it Ted Nugent's place? I wish it was. That guy <laughs> seems like, uh, you know, I mean, not politically the most fun person yeah, but yeah. would love to have like a cookout with them you know yeah i like yeah exactly. I like, i'll hang out with crazy yeah, people of course. for a little while <laughs> right like i don't agree with what you <laughs> say exactly but it's entertaining exactly um and uh it, you know what, what i found interesting when mm-hmm. i was scooting around um today and i i spent a uh, a bit of time in lizard town because <laughs> because it was uh well i like lizards anyway um uh, mostly because of their sex lives, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I was uh, cold, <laughs> and, and they're inside. It was, uh, it was the in the we- main building. The, the weather was a little bit, um, but in the snakes and the other stuff. Was there another building full of lizards? That there's I a few see? buildings. Oh well, Uh-oh. I missed some of them. Yeah, we have one uh, building that just has I saw the one like with fifty the exhibits. Oh, that's oh, okay. a small yeah, uh, yeah, selection. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I saw the hippos in there, and I thought it was interesting because they have all the fish in, and mm-hmm. you can see it was a it was a cool enclosure. Um, now all the detectives are gonna figure out what to do. I'm talking about. They're just whittling away and plausible denial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were painting a picture of the zoo exactly. in their mind. Um, but but what was interesting was seeing underwater the the hippos and seeing all of, all of the fish in there. What are they eating? Like bacteria off of They're them? They're cleaning their teeth. Yes, yeah. exactly. The the hippos will actually. Open their mouths and the fish will go in and eat all the, all all of the bacteria and the leftover food that's inside of the hippo's mouth. They have that symbiotic yeah, yeah. relationship, which is really cool. You had a bachelor's in yep, a bachelor's in animal science uh, with a specialization in integrated ranch and, and natural resource management, as well as reproductive neuroendocrinology, which is fascinating. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, At least I think so. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> it, it, that is well. I mean, uh, for the listeners, you might want to explain. Exactly it is. What it that is the means. science of why your brain wants to have sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why didn't you just say That's, that in the first? Well, place? right. It was, <laughs> you, you need to well, show it, off. It, it doesn't look as good on the big piece of paper they gave me. Very true. Yeah. Oh. Um, and and I was talking about how interesting the lizard sex is. Do you get to? Uh, Watch those little guys getting it on. <laughs> we actually time. have to. We have to note whenever you see any kind of, uh, uh, I guess you could say, from beginning to end with no interruptions, you have to actually log those. Is uh, That usually means at that point that the female will go through the gestation period. And whether or not she's an egg layer or a live bearer, you have to figure out when that's going to happen and pull her away because you don't know who's going to eat the babies, who's going to break the eggs, all that good fun stuff. Ah. So, yeah, we actually have to spend a lot of time paying attention to every single lizard. It's too bad you missed the main building. There were like 50 exhibits in there, and at least one-third of them are lizard exhibits. Oh, I'm, I'm really stupid. It, I, I, it started, <laughs> And that was the building I was in all day. I thought you were going to show up. Oh, you I'm never sorry. did. I just figured I missed you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I, uh, the weather scared me off. And, and, uh, I think you've been in this state too long cold. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you're right. Um, but I, well, I have like, I, I don't get to wear a shoe on my left foot yet. And so my left foot was it's freezing. I get a cold for this super important, um, podcast, then I'm going to feel awful about it. Um, so do you have a, how, how often are the uh, lizards going to town? I, I they, it depends they on the do species. It, it depends on the species. It also depends on, um, uh, where they are, if they're on exhibit or off exhibit, as uh, that has a lot to do with, um, if they feel comfortable, if they feel relaxed and the male will go find the female and they do, um, uh, a courting behavior to see if the female's even interested. Like well, push-ups or something? I, it, well, some some do do push-ups. Yeah. Other ones will come over and, like, lay their head on her neck or something like that. Almost looks sweet, but pretty much what he's saying is, if you don't get up and leave now, this is going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't get up and leave, then it happens, and we record it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it's it's polite. It's a polite way of saying that you know this is the the moment of truth. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I've always done it. I just kind of lay on a girl and then. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, wait like twenty minutes or so. And if she like, doesn't leave. Well, you had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and depending on uh, where they are, like the ones that are off exhibit, you'll see them doing stuff in the daytime. You can see them doing it in the evening, in the morning, at night. They don't care. But if people are watching, if humans are watching... Then it's usually won't. early in the morning or early or later on in the evening. So they don't like it when they're on display. Uh, no, most most of them, I'd say like 90% of the lizards typically just kind of sit still and watch everyone as they walk by. You'll see one run and get something to eat, but then they usually just kind of chill and hang out. All the fun stuff happens once the doors are locked. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm the opposite. <laughs> um, I, I like the uh, I like the lizards that'll uh, because I had a uh, Todd Shackelford I had on talking about sperm competition and we didn't talk about lizards but um, I, I'm I'm a bit familiar with a few of the species and I I like the ones that um, that just like hang out on top of the lady for like days <laughs> to, to kind of guard so Piggy that other right. males won't um won't get on you got i, I forget what species that are do you have any uh, of those we don't guys? have anything like that oh. most of ours are paired up where there's more females than there are males uh we don't lucky unless they yeah right <laughs> well we have some and we always have an extra male somewhere so out of those two males only one of them gets the group of girls and the other one remains a virgin probably for the rest of its life it's kind of sad yeah. but i don't know it's it's pretty fun watching them <laughs> and you know just hang out with the with the single male for a while be like hey what's up buddy don't think about what's going on in the other room. <laughs> oh, I don't think they really care. Guy. Every once in a great while, they'll get a lucky shot. Uh, we have this one type of monitor. And we've been trying to breed them a lot over this past year. And it's actually, it's turned into a really big deal. And like half a year ago, I made a proposal to switch out the male with uh, his brother to see if he, the new male might get along with that female a little bit. Uh, I, just to make sure to see if they were more compatible because she didn't like the first male that she was with. It it, it was pretty much he, he was chasing her down just to get any any little bit of attention from her. And she was very mean about his aggression. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Man. And, 
But uh, they've been together for a few months, and uh, they've gotten relaxed, comfortable with each other. They're like an old married couple. She doesn't seem to be threatened by him. She doesn't seem to care if he's there, if he's on top of her, if he's over on the other side of the room. It's like they've been married for years. <laughs> and uh, as of last week, her belly is getting really, really big. So we think she might have eggs. Ah. It's exciting. That is exciting. And it, so what... Um what kind of accommodations and other because there's i mean the difference between i mean well this goes with everything but mating probably in particular the difference between what's happening out there in the wild and what's happening in captivity is probably a little bit hard to replicate it is hard to replicate um in any enclosure where we have lizards that are actively breeding they have to have uh, different types of uh substrates in different areas hey, for these monitors I was talking about there's actually three different nest box in their enclosures uh, one's made of like a sandy substrate uh, one is more of a mossy substrate and I don't remember what we put in the third one but it was supposed to simulate more of a dry environment that way she has like, the original substrate that they're on which is uh, kind of like a it's a, it's a mulchy type uh, substrate or if she decides that's not adequate for her eggs she'll go to one of the other nest boxes and uh, hopefully lay her eggs there. That's yeah. all you can do. If they're not out in the wild, they can't go find the place that they want to. You have to try and provide it for them. And if nothing seems interesting, you can't stop. You have to take it out and you have to brainstorm to find something else to put in. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely challenging. Yeah. Right. So uh, do you have any... Uh, Input in, is any there, input? Yeah, as far as the uh, is there anything in your neuroendocrine system? Oh yeah, well, um, I can think of at least one animal uh, that you work with that doesn't mind an audience, which are kind of hilarious. The 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 tortoises. Oh, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't mind. They they, yeah. they don't care. Uh, but they don't care if you're sitting in the pen with them, yeah, like, kids, let alone people on the people, side of the you wall. You could have just been petting them, and then wait, 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 hang on, and they got to go and mouth. The I've never them. been more embarrassed about sexual noises than I am when I'm in that exhibit. <laughs> you should go. And they start getting it on. <laughs> so it's oh. such an awful noise that they make. And it. And wait, it, tortoises? Yeah. Have you have you never heard? He didn't. Tortoises I don't think he went before? down to that area. No. Oh, they're great. Um. I, I'm such a fool for not going down. I area. I will buy you a drink if you imitate their noise. Oh really? Oh yeah. No. Okay. Just, just well, one, one it sounds it, it sounds like um. I mean, first of all, it it sounds like two hard hats hitting e each other very <laughs> in a very slow fashion because of course they're tortoises. They 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 don't do anything fast. So um, his his head will rock back and forth. So it's kind of a. <laughs> kind of a sound which is terrific Sexy. with that clang i know and the female oh, imagine it magnified yes I and the female oh yeah and and she runs and front legs uh straight out uh frankenstein style like uh on that male he'll, he'll he just kind of rock it's yeah just <laughs> google tortoise sex it's hilarious yeah you know you'll yeah, see it's, tons of youtube I'm not videos of it, it justice it's it's amazing um, yeah, that was the worst impression. Ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was awful. If, well, if you have one too, I oh, mean, no, I'd love no, to hear no, it. No, but I, that's, I am not doing a, a tortoise. No one even knows who you are. I'm blushing just thinking. 
What I give you the name lizard for? Exactly. Well, we moved on to tortoises. <laughs> um, all right, all right, fair enough. Oh, oh, on a different note, though, Ooh, yeah. uh, out of the lizards that you saw at, um, in the building. With the- I just saw a few snakes, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I there were two types idea. of lizards there. One of them gave live birth in front of everyone in the middle of the afternoon. Cool. That what? was interesting. Wow. We didn't know she was going to pop at that exact moment. And then I opened the back door and a baby fell on my head. And I went, <laughs> oh, okay. And then I looked down at her and she was in the process. We actually got to watch the entire the entire live birth. It was pretty cool. She ended up with four babies. I don't know where she was putting them, but she had four babies inside of her. Wow. One yeah. fell on your head? Yeah. Well, they uh, baby lizards, by default, when they're, whether they're live birth or whether they, um, they hatch, they usually go sh- up. It doesn't matter where they are. If it's rocks, if it's trees, they don't, it doesn't matter. They go up because up is supposed to be safe, like somewhere away from the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he was mm-hmm. above my head. Um, what's the favorite part of the job? Is it the babies? Seeing the babies come out? Is that up there or? It's definitely a perk for me. I mean, it's not why I do do what I do. I would love if like a little baby animal fell on my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's adorable. (laughs) I wasn't complaining. I just was really shocked. I did not expect that. A little mini thing just (laughs) jumped onto my hair. Well, that's sort of like, uh, a zookeeping in general is about ninety five a percent of it kind of sucks, and it's that five percent that's just and really it makes awesome. it so worth exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff landing on your head isn't babies. That is exactly true. Yeah, especially <laughs> well, not exactly. in the elephant world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're sort of. I saw. Yeah. I saw your uh, elephant uh, reliever self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. it's impressive. It's impressive. Well, I mean, we're sort of. Uh, if it was a guy what? elephant, he would have been bragging to his friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're sort of uh, uh, glorified uh, janitors, really, most of, of, of the time. It's a lot of cleaning. No, you know? he's absolutely exactly right. right. We yeah. spend we, a larger percentage of our time there is spent cleaning up after the mm-hmm. animals, after we've provided them with the food that have turned into the things that we have to clean up. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, cleaning up after the people as oh, well. Oh, yeah. People the most disgusting animal. I'm wondering is is there any? Uh, this is probably a strange question, but I'm curious if there's any. I, I had a person on. Let's see, when is this going to come out? By the time this one comes out, I will have aired this other episode, I believe, with um, Marlene Zook, who uh, is. Uh, we talked about her book all about parasites and how we kind of evolved with parasites and um, and basically some of the stuff is that with humans we're getting allergies and everything else because we're living in these overly sterile environments Mm -hmm. which obviously if you're in a zoo you can't have feces piling up everywhere of course but it because it's such a sterile are you putting these things on like probiotics or anything like that it's actually it's an interesting topic um it's something that has changed in zookeeping over the years when you think of zoos 20 years ago almost all exhibits were 100 percent concrete and that wasn't due to the zookeepers going oh i don't care about these animals they don't need anything but concrete but at that point in time, they thought that was the best environment because like you could bleach it every day. You could disinfect it every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, it's not the same. And then we learn more about it and more and more zoo enclosures you're finding all natural substrates. Hmm. 
all natural dirt, grass, sand, mulch, you name it. So they're exposed to all sorts of things Not only now. that, a lot of the exhibits that I uh, design their substrates, I'll actually add night crawlers and roly-poly colonies into the dirt and the soil as they help keep everything turned. They help break down the waste naturally. Um, any, what are they? Roly-poly's roly uh, pill bugs. Oh, I grew up oh, yeah. uh, calling them roly-polies. Oh, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. almost all the plants that we get from the greenhouse that we have on grounds, uh, they'll have roly-poly colonies in there. And instead of removing them, I make sure that they are added to the exhibit. Because it really does help keep the substrate mm-hmm. not sterile, um, but uh, a good level of bacteria with mm-hmm. positive effects on the plants and the animals that are in there. Yeah, so uh, like you're giving them kom- a kombucha. <laughs> you're familiar. Um, and I forgot what I was just going. Oh, uh, I thought that was it. So you design a lot of these kind of substrates and enclosures? Yeah. Um, I think for a elephant's exhibit, she doesn't have as much of a say. That's more of a what her bosses will tell them. Oh, this big giant exhibit outside, we're going to have this this type of bush here, that, there. But in my department, we we have anywhere from like very, very large outdoor exhibits to very small exhibits that just house like little things like lizards. And yeah, we're completely 100% responsible for decorating them from from scratch we start out with a box and build up from there hmm. it's kind of cool it's fine well one of the things that i found really fascinating and monkey was uh writing me uh, just slightly on facebook and then i mm-hmm. saw the elephant um elephant's elephant um was kind of playing with some toys well i went over yeah. and, and got a little information about the tiger tiger as well and the amount of effort that the zoo has to put into stimulating enrichment um, yeah enrichment Absolutely. is a big deal huge deal so how do you keep a monkey from getting bored have you ever seen the movie nanette on on netflix no, I by chance seen that one. um it's fantastic I watched it for 10 minutes and I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was just like so stupid and boring. Mm. I didn't understand what it was because it was just a camera fixed on this really old orangutan mm. named Nanette and, uh, in a zoo. Mm-hmm. And, but what it actually was, mm-hmm. what was it was grabbing the audio from all of the zoo visitors. Mm. Oh. And so you're just listening in. It's just like eavesdropping on their comments and it was this really uh, fascinating because people just project their themselves onto these animals Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and so it'd be like some woman that would be like oh look at Nanette in there it it says it's just her and her son well she needs a man in there look how lonely (laughs) she is just her and her son no wonder she's so miserable meanwhile it's just this lady that's just there with her and her son and it's just her her projecting but Hmm. um but that is a a fantastic that's a fantastic documentary that everyone should watch but um Hmm. that's a, a fantastic topic about how so how do you start with monkeys how do you keep them stimulated well um What's that? Everything. 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 Whatever um, you One of, one of my it. areas is... By like- the way... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. Uh, the most amazing thing that I saw today was a little baby monkey. 
there's uh, a uh, which kind? Baby monkey has a little orange guy. I don't. Oh, I don't uh, that's probably uh, one. Uh, well, one of the manga bees were his parents uh, darker colored. Yep. 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 Yeah, they're really cute. It, it was great. I, I probably spent the most amount of time. What did I just rudely interrupt you from saying? Oh, no, just say anything. I mean, you can use phone books. You can use, uh, we get donations of pumpkins and Christmas <laughs> phone, trees. Phone books? Yeah. Are they oh, yeah. calling just their sit, friends? No, they'll what? just sit there and tear out and the tear pages and throw it at each other and go chase after <laughs> the paper. I mean, literally anything. You can put cardboard boxes Puzzle in there. Puzzle yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, cool uh, stuff. Different types of foods, uh, berry things, hide them. Uh, uh, pinatas are always fun. We actually yeah. make pinatas <laughs> for our monkeys so they can tear them up and monkeys are the around. easiest things to do enrichment they for, are huh? but there's but because there's so much that you can do for them. yeah exactly you just, i'll tell you uh, from one monkey to another just <laughs> give them facebook and they'll just sit right? on there all day long and waste and, their well lives. then they'll get fat and they yeah. won't pay attention <laughs> to any of the guests well, interestingly American though monkeys. there are actually mm-hmm. some zoos um the zoo that i used to work at was getting ready to get started um actually training their chimps on how to use tablets yeah, and iPads. Oh, nice. a little bit about so that. So they could like learn how to play games. Yeah, they on put the it like iPads. up to the screen, mm-hmm. and then there's like actual programs yep. specifically mm-hmm. for monkeys exactly. for enrichment. Yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Magazines, magazines. Oh, yeah. There's, we have one of the old female orangutans that I used to work with was hilarious. She loved magazines, and she would get a big pile of them and climb up in her hammock, and she would just lounge on her back, <laughs> look through the pages. <laughs> Looking That's through awesome. the magazines. That's great. There's um, uh, do you ever show any of um your monkeys porn? By the way, um, our monkeys are worked up enough. I feel like. but we do not. They don't. The zoo help. I used to work mm-hmm. at did not. But I used to work with a woman who worked at a zoo that would do that yeah. with no, their I've chimps. Read, I've read some studies it about it. worked them up for sure. Um, gave them some negative habits towards people. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of their actual <laughs> protocols for one of their male chimps was... Should, oh, they were showing them human porn. Yes, yes. Oh, no, like, oh, like human. Whoopsies. Yes, yes. That's a bad idea. Um, That's I, meant, I meant like monkey, <laughs> monkey porn. porn. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking like Dirty magazine. Well, that's weird. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, of course um, they're going to end they, up looking at the humans. Them. But it actually um, got to the point where one of the male chimps, their protocol, should this chimp ever get out, was to show him skin to get him wherever he needed to be. And nice. sure enough, it happened one time, and one of the keepers had to flash the chimp, and it worked like a charm. Wow. He went right back where he was supposed to be. <laughs> so like humans. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is this, um, I think it was done in Yale in like 2005 or something. There was, there was, um, they took, uh, they took these monkeys and, well, maybe they, they were apes. I forget what species it was. It was probably apes. Um, but they took, they were showing these guys porn, monkey porn. Mm-hmm. No, th- no, this is what they do. First, they would, they would train them how to like get rewards through playing games and mm-hmm. stuff. And they had them watching TV. That's what it was. Monkey monkeys really liked watching TV. Mm-hmm. And then they they would give them they would give them 
money, well, the juice there, yeah. which mm-hmm. is their currency. Right. They loved the juice mm-hmm. boxes. They'd give them like a little juice box or a shot of juice or whatever it was every mm-hmm. time they would flip the channel or something. Mm-hmm. Every, every time they would make the cognitive effort to, because they get sucked into TV, right. just, the, yeah. you know, right. we're yeah. monkeys. Absolutely. Um, and, and so they would give them juice every time they flipped the channel. And so, you know, the monkey would get the remote control and watch a little bit, flip the channel, get the juice, mm-hmm. uh, watch a little bit, flip mm-hmm. the channel, get the juice. I'd but flip then, the channel for juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's juice. Yeah. It's great. Who doesn't like juice? And <laughs> but but then they would show um, uh, this. This is what made the study kind of a little bit famous was they showed um, a few different things. One was the rear end of a fertile oh must have been baboons bonobos uh, maybe maybe it was bonobos because i mean if this involves sex it was probably bonobos because they because that's how they do everything yeah yeah well bonobos yeah just do nothing but bang like crazy yeah no what's the one that gets the real huge swelling so bonobos oh, get the huge... it's, oh um, well, yeah well, either yeah, they, mandrels or mm-hmm. um is that, that is. is that the vaginal swelling or is that no, the, on, on their on butt? The rump. Oh, then that's uh, mandrels probably. Right? Is it mandrels? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. No. I don't know why. It, do- it doesn't really matter that much for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, would, <laughs> they, would, they would show them swellings mm-hmm. and then the monkeys would be like, no juice for me, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit no there. Like, they were essentially... Paying, you right. know, and yeah. quote unquote paying um, in, in in a way <laughs> to stare at a, a fertile females behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they would also another thing that they would do is they would show. Um, if I'm remembering this correctly, they, they would show them a little bit of a scene from like a different troop of monkeys for a little while. So they could kind of catch on. Onto who the top monkey was and mm-hmm. and who the real desirable females were and everything, and they would pay more for go juice for longer mm. to um, to see like the the real high up female, huh. even nice. even yeah, just their faces. Yeah. I guess even and then even, even, even like right? the males the, mm-hmm. the would be celebrities and they'd mm-hmm. pay to be, look at like the Brad Pitt huh. or whatever. Yeah. Monkeys. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> monkeys. That's um, fascinating. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, but, and, and Mm -hmm. I saw in the elephant enclosure, uh, what kind of things were you doing to stimulate the elephant? Um, so all sorts of stuff. Um, the biggest motivator for elephants is their appetite. So we have to constantly get creative in the ways that we feed her everything she gets. She has to work for it to some extent, whether it be we hide stuff under a log and she has to push the log out of the way or we hide stuff in a tire. Um, we have three different... Um, barrels that are just ground barrels that have different holes cut out in them. So she has to maneuver each one a little bit differently to get the treats out. We also have a couple different hanging barrels that she has to bang around to get the treats out. Um, we have an automatic feeder that kind of goes off sporadically. And again, that's, I imagine a lot of the syringe enrichment um, stuff is something mm-hmm. that's progressed quite a bit in the Absolutely. last oh, yeah. couple of Absolutely. Um, we also exactly. do a lot of sensory enrichment. So just like when you let your dog out in the yard and they go exploring their yard with all the new scents and stuff, mm-hmm. animals in zoos do the exact same thing. So we actually, oh, yeah. in our elephant barn, we have a drawer full of 30 to 40 different scents and spices mm-hmm. that we throw different ones out every day. 
just to give her a little something new in her environment to explore gets her more active moving around more mm-hmm. um uh, that's uh, be- because she's kind of an old girl mm-hmm. and uh oh again the detective um but uh you, they've made a lot of progress with the intervention you were telling Absolutely. me earlier yeah. with, with getting yeah. her and it's constantly growing and, and we're constantly yeah. looking for new things to give her it's a little bit challenging with elephants because they have the ability to just to destroy just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that we give her, we have to make sure that she's not able to destroy to an extent that she will be able to consume it. It could be harmful, all sorts of different factors, but we're constantly looking for new things. And we'll, we'll do things like we'll go over to the small mammal department and we'll borrow some monkey chow yeah. and different types of food, zebra chow. Just things that she doesn't get on a daily basis. Just something to give her that's out of the ordinary. That's uh, fascinating. And did you get to like actually play with these monkeys? Um, a, a well, lot? Uh, I uh, I had one that that played with me one time. <laughs> that's kind of a funny story. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, I um, I worked with. Uh, you're squirrel not, monkeys. Do you, oh, do you, do you, you want to hear the tell, story? Yeah, you're going okay, to tell the I can, story, are you? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell the story. Right? <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. I used to work with squirrel monkeys, which is a monkey that's roughly the size of a squirrel, uh, hence the name. And um, my very first day working with them, uh, I I had the the alpha male jump up on my right shoulder, and I was oh, this is amazing. This is a, this is a Steve Irwin type <laughs> experience i'm 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 the beast master here and i'm like oh hey hey monkey what's going on and just screams and sticks his his little monkey wiener in my ear <laughs> and proceeds <laughs> this is true um proceeds to, to literally uh uh i guess uh skull fuck me would be the way you would describe that right yeah uh, nicely and, and it was embarrassing he he was like slapping the side of my no i'm kidding uh, but, <laughs> No, that, 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 that did, but but he really did, and as you know, uh, penises fill full of blood so much like a dog. He got kind of stuck a little bit in my ear, so we had to uh, the hose. My and- listeners won't know about this though. This is because uh, what's the technical term for the the dog? Um, uh, oh shoot, oh, what is yeah. it? Um, well, it it's, I it's, used to know this. Yes, I did too. And and, and wolves because specifically it, to them, it's called like locking or something. Right? They yeah. have they have little yeah. prongs literally on the sides of their, which cats have as well. They're very oddly shaped. Uh, kind of the oh, same bars. idea as as the uh, as the lizard example I was talking about yeah, earlier. No, no, lizards, lizards are awesome. I mean, they <laughs> they have little hemi penises that come out. And they go out, if they make it into her, they suddenly, like, uh, they sort of, not blow up, but these uh, balloon out. Yeah. And they're now locked in. And she, she can run all she wants, but she's not going anywhere. Wait, so they their penis is split? It, well, it's called a, a, a hemi-penis. So, yeah, it's two, they, they move individually. It's bifurcated. Oh. And it goes <laughs> in, and as soon as it makes it. Do they have it, two vaginas? No, it's just, no. just one vagina. No, <laughs> they want to make sure they want to make sure they get the job done. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they they're not going to have a whole lot of time to do it, so they need to make sure that they optimize <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> every possible moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making that up. <laughs> Has your uh, but you've never I've gotten s- a lizard penis in the ear? 
No, I have never gotten a lizard penis in the ear. Just a lizard baby in the ear. That's not bad. It wasn't too bad. Um. So, so the mm-hmm. swelling, and then what happened? This monkey's penis got stuck in your ear. Uh, more or less. Yes. It sort of it it, it not not in the way dogs just do. For because I've had engorged. a lot of people writing in and wondering, um, Shane, yeah. how do I get? these monkey penises out of my ears it's a problem um <laughs> and usually i email back i, I hope you this. called 911 right i don't know Hopefully why you emailed typing the email then, while the monkey penis was yeah, in there it's just ear. a bad reaction but, but for <laughs> the listeners for future reference what did they have to do uh you use a hose much like you would with a dog a little bit of cold water blast him with it it shrivels right up and he falls out of your ear <laughs> he screams more and then he runs away and falls asleep and smokes a very small uh, <laughs> monkey cigarette. <laughs> I knew he was going there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's but yeah, that's uh, that's what you get when you work with uh, primates. If you're a male, uh, you can pretty much assume that every other male uh, a primate is automatically going to hate you I because mean, you I are kill you, hate yes, you. like yeah, well, like murderous hate because you are trying to take his females from him. That is the mentality that they have. Really, mm-hmm. well, that's interesting. There's uh, there's some species that they have. Um, there's actually kind of a, a, a little bit of a wild-ish theory of of the many reasons why humans started standing upright, which, which there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Is w- one one of the <laughs> ideas is that possibly one of the advantages was for display. <laughs> Um, because uh, monkeys, <laughs> right. when they fight, when the, they'll square off from mm-hmm. like two troops will be mm-hmm. however far away from one another. And so mm-hmm. they'll like line up to show off the bigger, yeah. penises. Yep. But, well, it, it's basically yeah. you're getting a head count. Right. Of, yeah. <laughs> so so you, you see how many males are over there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you can take that, mm-hmm. uh, that troop or not. Well, uh, as you know. Evolution is all about sex. Folks say it's yeah. a survival of the fittest, but I mean, you got it r- right. just perfectly right. It is about sex. And and if you look bigger and tougher than other males, then you're going to get to breed. So, so that is a very um, – yeah, I would say that's yeah. There's a very good <laughs> chance that that is why they have, why why we evolved to stand upright. Males have been showing exactly. off their hogs for a long yep. time, <laughs> and the ladies and the, would not have been less interested. Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, wait, hang on, because I just sent some text messages. Are you telling me they don't? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying you right? may have made a poor mistake. Yeah, right. Um, so how did? I know how a monkey got into it. How did you guys get into a lizard? How did you get into this zookeeping stuff? Um, well, I mean, I've always liked my the animals in my department. I never actually... I was, I'm working on uh, marine biology as my major. And um, they just asked me if I wanted to work uh, temporarily for a keeper who was out of town for one year. And then during that year, I was offered a permanent position, and I found without realizing it that I actually really loved working with the animals that I do. I, I, I love working with the lizards and 
crocodiles are absolutely fascinating to me. I could go on forever. But that's how I got into it. It was I just sort of hiccuped, tripped, and fell into it. I love it, though. What do you like about crocodiles so much? A lot of people are scared of them. Everything. Uh, you can teach them more tricks than you can dogs. I, what? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have one Crocodile of my... Crocodile tricks? Yeah. yeah I, I trained one of mine to uh, come up and just uh, lay down next to my foot to receive his first uh, his first treat. Um, you can target them everywhere. You can teach them voice commands, hand signals. Uh, they get very familiar and closely bonded with their trainer. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like if you have a kid and you bring over a babysitter for the first time ever... Uh, that kid's going to act up and, and see what he can get away with with the new babysitter. And the same thing happens with the crocodiles. Whenever I'm gone and one of my coworkers goes in to actually like, do a training session or try and feed him, they'll chase him all over the place, chase him over the wall, knock the bucket of food over. I mean, just act like a total Brat. terrible too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's That's just because funny. they want to see what they can get away with. Uh, and then, of course, I come back and he's just like, oh, yeah, I missed you. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm I such a good boy. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. That's fascinating. I, I, I never knew that about them beforehand, though. Yeah, I've never heard such a thing. Crocodile tricks. I thought it was just um, a bunch of dicks jumping in ponds and messing with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never heard well, they of like that. To, they, they actually, I think I, they like I've that image. I've only heard of people <laughs> doing tricks with crocodiles, not the not crocodiles doing tricks for people. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed it either, but now I do it, and it's amazing. I mm-hmm. love it. Well, you know crocs are actually more closely uh, related to birds than they are other or any other type of of reptile, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, know. Uh, during uh, they uh, diverged at at some point, and then the sauropods. Um, so, so basically, uh, the uh, uh, dinosaurs that became birds up on their hind legs and began to fly versus the ones that crawled along the uh, ground right at right at that point was modern crocs, and and yeah, they're more close. I, I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to. Explain that, Lizard. Do you have a better way of putting that? No, you were doing it pretty good. Yeah, okay. okay. I just didn't know <laughs> you if I was painting too along. abstract a picture no, here. No, no, no. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying here. Yeah, which I think is why they, they held on. And birds are also very yeah, trainable. Birds are very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extremely trainable. And, and people don't realize that crocs yeah. are capable of just Their brain chemistry the same, is if much not more. more similar to birds. That's... Yeah. Actually care for their ever, young. So do you ever call your... Croc bird brain, just to. (laughs) But I do like to call their name and then hide behind a a wall (laughs) because you'll see them turn around and they'll start spinning around. Well, they recognize my voice, (laughs) and I was calling them over to receive a command and or treat. And of course, they're like spastically looking around trying to Mm -hmm. find me. Then I'll peek around the corner, and of course, as soon as they see me, they just sit still. They're like, "All right, I found her." But it's (laughs) it's fun watching them scramble for a little while. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) You know, um, one of my favorite things about hippos is that I think they're one of the species that evolved. They like kind of went back into yeah, the water. Right. They, exactly. Their ancestors were land dwelling mm-hmm. and then went back. I don't know much about it. No, that's, uh, that's pretty much the If you weighed that much, wouldn't you it. want to it, go back it, into the water? Exactly. <laughs> it's easier on such a dense bone a structure to be in the water versus... On land, uh, manatees are are the same way. Their closest uh, relatives were elephants. What's up o- over there? Woo-woo. And then they uh, went back 
into the uh, water. So, yeah, so it, rather than whales, so exactly. Because exactly. I, I think um, I think dolphins evolved from wolves too, or, or something like that. I think I think dolphins. I, I don't speak to that. But I think there's something. <laughs> it's possible. I, no, I, th- I think there's, there's like know, paw, yeah. like mm-hmm. old paw, like uh, bones left over in um, dolphins. Yeah, That's I know. I know they they evolved from some kind of land mammal. I couldn't speak to which that is. Something like like. Mm-hmm. They have a common right. um, ancestor. Yeah, uh, uh, that's incredible because it's mm-hmm. it, it does um, it, learning about some of the specifics of evolution um, makes me a little more sympathetic to some of the like uh, creationist people mm-hmm. that are uh, you know they they were just taught this and mm-hmm. you know never questioned it or whatever and then uh, you know they just can't get the idea of this evolution mm-hmm. stuff. And and the more I learn, I'm like, well, it is like pretty bizarre and right. mind-boggling mm-hmm. because just when you wrap your head around mm-hmm. that we came from fish, then you got to go, oh, and then things started going back in. <laughs> <laughs> the water's nicer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing. Well, then you've heard the uh, theory that humans were actually starting to go back to the water as well, right? Uh, Which is why we what? don't... Well, yeah, most mammals are like covered in um, hair, right? Yeah. We're not... So We're much, and they're hair. saying that. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think there's, that, there's, that's one of the ways that's that possibly theory that we started losing that we were, our hair. I've, I've I've read that. Yeah, because because we were spending uh, more time uh, us swimming in search of food versus. Well, there's a lot of yeah. primates that go to water for resources, and um, but but as the bulk of their food, I'm not sure if there are. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, they took. Uh, Totally do. I would need to re-look that up. But yeah, I just that's always been sort of a fascinating thing to hmm. me is that we were is that's why we're we're bald versus most other mammals that are covered. And with in all hair. the stuff, there's like yeah. fifty different oh, proposals of it's, of theories of it's why a speculation really. And there's probably it's a combina- a combination oh, of sure, many yeah. different reasons of course. um that happen and maybe we'll figure it out yeah. uh, one of these days. Do you guys have um any uh, we have a few more minutes if mm-hmm. if you want to share if there's any like I've wanted to work with animals since I was a kid. I really don't remember a time where I didn't want to work with animals. Um, I was curious about what happened in zoos. So essentially, when I was about 14, I moved to a location that was close to a zoo. And within about two months when I'm going to intern here and see what it's like. Mm. And I, at that point I had pretty much said it in my mind that I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm. Um, but then I got into the zoo field, started interning and seeing what zookeepers do. And within about six months, got it set in my head that this is what I'm doing for the rest yeah. of my life. There is no question about it. This will happen. And it just kind of went from there. I spent quite a few years working in a large bird department in that area, working with a lot of penguins, which are amazing. I miss them so dearly. Um, working with California no, condors. No penguins at the uh, zoo? That I, I just no. didn't miss any penguins. No, we don't. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, but working with California condors, getting them ready for for release back into the wild, which was an amazing experience just knowing that I'm actually like helping raise these animals that are going to be released back into the wild. And that's a I mean, that's a big part of what a lot of zoos are doing these days is mm-hmm. trying to help repopulate some of these right. endangered species. Yeah. Right? It's repopulating. It's 
creating sustainable populations in captivity to where we don't have to get any animals from the wild anymore. Um, maintaining good genetic diversity for species that may need some assistance in the wild, either currently need assistance in the wild or may in the future. Um, all sorts of different things go into it. And really just our, our ability to reach out to the general public. There's a huge difference when you are able to go to a zoo and see an animal up close and get that personal connection versus mm -hmm. watching it on a documentary. People feel those connections with our animals. People feel mourning when we lose one of our animals because they felt like they had a relationship with those animals. It's well, it's pretty amazing. Well it's said. really amazing. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Well, incredible. Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. And uh, please go to 96elephants.org. Correct. And uh, mm -hmm. check it out and then donate and get more information mm -hmm. there. And, um, yeah, you guys were awesome. This mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. for listening to the Here We Are podcast. Coming up next week on the program, my new Australian friend from the University of Queensland, Associate Professor Robbie Wilson, joins me to talk about the optimization of behavior and how evolution has shaped that um, and how... Uh, animals and, and humans um, advertise and signal their fitness in various ways. This is another one where uh, we're putting together a lot of the real important pieces of this puzzle called life. So make sure and tune in next week because uh, we're covering some really great and important stuff. Thank you for listening. Make sure and rate and share and subscribe and do all that fun stuff. Thank you. Are we? Yes. Where are we? Here. Why are we here? Not entirely clear. We are misfits thrust into existence by random chance with no hints at all as to how we're supposed to make sense of it all. It's immensely bizarre. Here we are. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's like, I mean, if yeah. you lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And my, uh, and my, my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs>